Under the Willows by James Russell Lowell Read for LibriVox.org by Sonia Under the Willows Frank-hearted hostess of the field and wood, Gypsy, whose roof is every spreading tree, June is the pearl of our New England year. Still a surprisal, though expected long, her coming startles, long she lies in wait, makes many a faint, peeps forth, draws coyly back, then, from some southern ambush in the sky, with one great gush of blossom, storms the world. A week ago the sparrow was divine, the bluebird, shifting his light load of song, from post to post along the cheerless fence, was as a rhymer ere the poet come. But now, O oh rapture, sunshine winged and voiced, pipe blown through by the warm wild breath of the west, shepherding his soft droves of fleecy cloud, gladness of woods, skies, waters, all in one, the bobolink has come, and, like the soul of a sweet season, vocal in a bird, gurgles in ecstasy, we know not what, save June, dear June, now God be praised for June. May is a pious fraud of the almanac, a ghastly parody of real spring, shaped out of snow and breathed with eastern wind, or if, overconfident, she trusts the date, and with her handful of anemones, herself as shivery, steal into the sun, the season need but turn his hourglass round, and winter suddenly, like crazy Lear, reels back and brings the dead May in his arms, her budding breasts and wan, dislusted front, with frosty streaks and drifts of his white beard, all overblown. Then, warmly walled with books, while my wood-fire supplies the sun's defect, whispering old forest sagas in its dreams, I take my May down from the happy shelf, where perch the world's rare songbirds in a row, waiting my choice to open with full breast and beg an arms of springtime, never denied indoors by vernal Chaucer, whose fresh woods throb sick with Merle and Mavis all the year. July breathes hot, sallows the crispy fields, curls up the wan leaves of the lilac hedge, and every eve cheats us with show of clouds that brace the horizon's western rim, or hang motionless, with heaped canvas drooping idly, like a dim fleet by starving men besieged, conjectured half and half descried afar, helpless of wind and seeming to slip back adown the smooth curve of the oily sea. But June is full of invitations sweet, forth from the chimney's yawn and thrice-read tomes, to leisurely delights and sauntering thoughts that brook no ceiling narrower than the blue. The cherry, dressed for bridal, at my pane, brushes, then listens, will he come? The bee, all dusty as a miller, takes his toll of powdery gold and grumbles. What a day to sun me and do nothing! Nay, I think merely to bask and ripen is sometimes the student's wiser business, the brain that forages all climes to line its cells, ranging both worlds on lightest wings of wish, will not distill the juices it has sucked to the sweet substance of pellucid thought, except for him who hath the secret learned to mix his blood with sunshine and to take the winds into his pulses. Hush, tis he, my aureole, my glance of summer fire, is come at last 
and ever on the watch twitches the pack-thread I had lightly wound about the bow to help his housekeeping, twitches and scouts by turns, blessing his luck, yet fearing me who laid it in his way, nor, more than wiser we in our affairs, divines the providence that hides and helps. Heave ho, heave ho, he whistles as the twine slackens its hold. Once more now, and the flash lightens across the sunlight to the elm, where his mate dangles at her cup of felt. Nor all his booty is the thread, he trails my loosened thought with it along the air, and I must follow. Would I ever find the inward rhyme to all this wealth of life? I care not how men trace their ancestry to ape or Adam. Let them please their whim. But I in June am midway to believe a tree among my far progenitors, such sympathy is mine with all the race, such mutual recognition vaguely sweet there is between us. Surely there are times when they consent to own me of their kin, and condescend to me, and call me cousin, murmuring faint lullabies of eldest time, forgotten, and yet dumbly felt with thrills moving the lips, though fruitless of the words. And I have many a lifelong leafy friend, never estranged nor careful of my soul, that knows I hate the axe, and welcomes me within his tent as if I were a bird, or other free companion of the earth, yet undegenerate to the shifts of man. Among them one, an ancient willow, spreads eight balanced limbs, springing at once all round his deep ridged trunk, with upward slant diverse, in outline like enormous beaker, fit for hand of Jotun, where mid snow and mist he holds unwieldy revel. This tree, spared, I know not by what grace, for in the blood of our new world subduers lingers yet hereditary feud with trees, they being, they and the red man most, our father's foes, is one of six, a willow Pleiades, the seventh fallen, that lean along the brink where the steep upland dips into the marsh, their roots, like molten metal cooled in flowing, stiffened in coils and runnels down the bank. The friend of all the winds, wide-armed he towers, and glints his steely aglets in the sun, or whitens fitfully with sudden bloom of leaves breeze-lifted, much as when a shoal of devious minnows wheel from where a pike lurks balanced neath the lily-pads, and whirl a rood of silver bellies to the day. Alas! No acorn from the British oak, neath which slim fairies tripping, wrought those rings of greenest emerald, wherewith fireside life did with the invisible spirit of nature wed, was ever planted here. No darnel fancy might choke one useful blade in Puritan fields, with horn and hoof the good old devil came, the witch's broomstick was not contraband, but all that superstition had of fair, or piety of native sweet, was doomed. And if there be who nurse unholy faith, fearing their god as if he were a wolf, that snuffed round every home and was not seen, there should be some to watch and keep alive all beautiful beliefs. And such was that, by solitary shepherd first surmised, under Thessalian oaks, loved by some maid of royal stirp, that silent came and vanished, 
as near her nest the hermit thrush nor dared confess a mortal name that faith which gave a hammered riot to each tree and i will hold it true that in this willow dwells the open-handed spirit frank and blithe of ancient hospitality long since with ceremonious thrift bowed out of doors in june tis good to lie beneath a tree while the blithe season comforts every sense steeps all the brain in rest and heals the heart brimming it over with sweetness unawares fragrant and silent as that rosy snow wherewith the pitying apple-tree fills up and tenderly lines some last year robin's nest there muse i of olden times old hopes old friends old friends the writing of those words has borne my fancy backward to the gracious past the generous past when all was possible for all was then untried the years between have taught some sweet some bitter lessons none wiser than this to spend in all things else but of old friends to be most miserly each year to ancient friendships adds a ring as to an oak and precious more and more without deservingness or help of ours they grow and silent wider spread each year their unbought ring of shelter or of shade sacred to me the lichens on the bark which nature's milliners would scrape away most dear and sacred every withered limb tis good to set them early for our faith pines as we age and after wrinkles come few plant but water dead ones with vain tears this willow is as old to me as life and under it full often have i stretched feeling the warm earth like a thing alive and gathering virtue in at every pore till it possessed me wholly and thought ceased or was transfused in something to which thought is coarse and dull of sense myself was lost gone from me like an ache and what remained become a part of the universal joy my soul went forth and mingling with the tree danced in the leaves or floating in the cloud saw its white double in the stream below or else sublime to purer ecstasy dilated in the broad blue over all i was the wind that dappled the lush grass the tide that crept with coolness to its roots the thin-winged swallow skating on the air the life that gladdened everything was mine was i then truly all that i beheld or is this stream of being but a glass where the mind sees its visionary self as when the kingfisher flits over his bay across the river's hollow heaven below his picture flits another yet the same but suddenly the sound of human voice or footfall like the drop a chemist pours doth in opacous cloud precipitate the consciousness that seemed but now dissolved into an essence rarer than its own and i am narrowed to myself once more for here not long is solitude secure nor fantasy left vacant to her spell here sometimes in this paradise of shade rippled with western winds the dusty tramp seeing the treeless causey burn beyond halts to unroll his bundle of strange food and munch an unearned meal i cannot help liking this creature 
lavish summer's beadsman, who from the almshouse steals when nights grow warm, himself his large estate and only charge to be the guest of haystack or of hedge, nobly superior to the household gear that forfeits us our privilege of nature. I bait him with my matchbox and my pouch, nor grudge the uncostly sympathy of smoke, his equal now, divinely unemployed. Some smack of Robin Hood is in the man, some secret league with wild, wood-wandering things. He is our ragged duke, our barefoot earl, by right of birth exonerate from toil, who levies rent from us his tenants all, and serves the state by merely being. Here the scissors grinder, pausing, doffs his hat, and lets the kind breeze with its delicate fan winnow the heat from out his dank grey hair. A grimy Ulysses, a much-wandered man, whose feet are known to all the populous ways, and many men and manners he has seen, not without fruit of solitary thought, he, as the habit is of lonely men, unused to try the temper of their mind in fence with others, positive and shy, yet knows to put an edge upon his speech, pithily Saxon in unwilling talk. Him I entrap with my long-suffering knife, and while its poor blade hums away in sparks, sharpen my wit upon his gritty mind, in motion set obsequious to his wheel, and in its quality not much unlike nor once my tree more punctual visitors the children they who are the only rich creating for the moment and possessing whatever they choose to feign for still with them kind fancy plays the fairy godmother strewing their lives with cheap material for winged horses and aladdin's lamps pure elfin gold by manhood's touch profane to dead leaves disenchanted long ago between the branches of the tree fixed seats making an overturned box their table. Oft the shrilling girls sit here between school hours and play at what's my thought like, while the boys, with whom the aged chivalric ever bides, pricked on by nightly spur of female eyes, climb high to swing and shout on perilous boughs, or from the willow's armory equipped, with musket dumb, green banner, edgeless sword, make good the rampart of their tree redoubt, gainst eager british storming from below and keep alive the tale of bunker's hill here too the men that mend our village ways vexing macadam's ghost with pounded slate their nooning take much noisy talk they spend on horses and their ills and as john bull tells of lord this or that who was his friend so these make boast of intimacies long with famous teams and at large estimates by competition swelled from mouth to mouth of how much they could draw till one ill pleased to have his legend overbid retorts you take and stretch truck horses in a string from here to long wharf end one thing i know not heavy neither they could never draw ensign's long bow then laughter loud and long so they in their leaf-shadowed microcosm image the larger world for wheresoever ten men are gathered the observant eye will find mankind in little as the stars glide up and set and all the heavens revolve in the small welkin of a drop of dew i love to enter pleasure by a postern not the broad popular gate that gulps the mob to find my theatres in roadside nooks 
where men are actors and suspect it not where nature all unconscious works her will and every passion moves with human gait unhampered by the buskin or the train hating the crowd where we gregarious men lead lonely lives i love society nor seldom find the best with simple souls unswerved by culture from their native bent the ground we meet on being primal men and nearer the deep basis of our lives but oh half heavenly earthly half my soul canst thou from those late ecstasies descend thy lips still wet with the miraculous wine that transubstantiates all thy baser stuff to such divinity that soul and sense once more commingled in their source are lost canst thou descend to quench a vulgar thirst with the mere dregs and rinsings of the world well if my nature find her pleasure so i am content nor need to blush i take my little gift of being clean from god not haggling for a better holding it good as was ever any in the world my days as good and full of miracle i pluck my nutriment from any bush finding out poison as the first men did by tasting and then suffering if i must sometimes my bush burns and sometimes it is a leafless wilding shivering by the wall but i have known when winter barberries pricked the effeminate palate with surprise of savour whose mere harshness seemed divine o oh, benediction of the higher mood and human kindness of the lower for both i will be grateful while i live nor question the wisdom that hath made us what we are with such large range as from the alehouse bench can reach the stars and be with both at home they tell us we have fallen on prosy days condemned to glean the leavings of earth's feast where gods and heroes took delight of old but though our lives moving in one dull round of repetition infinite become stale as a newspaper once read and though history herself seen in her workshop seem to have lost the art that dyed those glorious paints rich with memorial shapes of saint and sage that pave with splendour the past dusky isles paints that enchant the light of common days with colours costly as the blood of kings until it edge our thought with hues ideal yet while the world is left while nature lasts and men the best of nature there shall be somewhere contentment for these human hearts some freshness some unused material for wonder and for song i lose myself in other ways where solemn guideposts say this way to knowledge this way to repose but here here only i am never betrayed for every bypath leads me to my love god's passionless reformers influences that purify and heal and are not seen shall men say whence your virtue is or how you make medicinal the wayside weed i know that sunshine through whatever rift how shaped it matters not upon my walls paints discs as perfect rounded as its source and like its antitype the ray divine however finding entrance perfect still repeats the image unimpaired of god we who by shipwreck only find the shores of divine wisdom can but kneel at first can but exult to feel beneath our feet that long stretched vainly down the yielding deeps 
the shock and sustenance of solid earth inland afar we see what temples gleam through immemorial stems of sacred groves and we conjecture shining shapes therein yet for a space we love to wander here among the shells and seaweed of the beach so mused i once within my willow tent one brave june morning when the bluff northwest thrusting aside a dank and snuffling day that made us bitter at our neighbor's sins brimmed the great cup of heaven with sparkling cheer and roared a lusty stave the sliding charles blew toward the west and bluer and more blue living and lustrous as a woman's eyes look once and look no more with southward curve ran crinkling sunniness like helen's hair glimpsed in elysium in substantial gold from blossom-clouded orchards far away the bobolink tinkled the deep meadows flowed with multitudinous pulse of light and shade against the bases of the southern hills while here and there a drowsy island rick slept and its shadow slept the wooden bridge thundered and then was silent on the roofs the sun-warped shingles rippled with the heat summer on field and hill in heart and brain all life washed clean in this high tide of june end of poem this recording is in the public domain